Hey guys, my name is Shanina Lacia. I am an educator. I'm a mom. I'm a wife. I'm the host of the Reaching While Teaching podcast. And now I just earned a new title. I am an author. I just wrote my first book and it's called Reaching While Teaching, an educator's guide to impacting and transforming lives. It is now available on Amazon, Kobo, Google Playbooks, and also on my website, www.shaninealacia.com. I'm Bianca Madison Amos, and this is Once Broken, a podcast dedicated to sharing inspiring life lessons and remarkable stories of healing and redemption. Hi, friends, and welcome to another episode of the Once Broken Podcast. I'm Bianca Mattison Amos. So that promo that you just heard at the beginning of the show is from fellow podcaster, author, and my friend, Shanine Alacia Young, and she's my guest today. Hi, Shanine. Hi. <laughs> How are you doing, girl? I'm doing good. Thanks so much for having me on the show, girl. It is my pleasure. So on today's episode, we are going to be chatting about staying grateful, even in 2020. So I have seen a lot of memes and I've heard a lot of statements about 2020 just being a totally trash year. Like people are saying that, like, you know, we just need to like bag it up and throw it out. Like 2020 is such a horrible year. Now, if I'm being honest, it feels like the entire world is on fire right now. It seems like every time I go online, like all I'm greeted with is death and despair and heartache and pain. So 2020 is definitely a year like no other. It's definitely a challenging year. But I don't know if I would necessarily call it a trash year. What are your thoughts on 2020? Is it complete trash? <laughs> um, I would definitely agree that there is a lot going on in this year. Just death, just craziness with the whole virus. Um, it's just a lot and it's a lot for people to deal with. A lot of people, you know, are having anxiety and just a bunch of stuff. Um, I wouldn't go as far as saying it's trash, um, especially not for me because I've done a lot in this year. Um, I just think it's all about your mindset. Um, I don't think it's, I don't know. I wouldn't cause you know, everyone has their own experiences. So let's say for, let's say for example, you have, you know, family members or people that you've lost due to, you know, COVID, then it may be tough for you. It may not be the best year for you. Um, but for other people, they, uh, they, they may not have the same experiences, but they can still empathize with you. But I still think at the end of the day and everything, you should still try to find some type of silver lining, you know, and look at some of the positives and use this year just like you use any other year, you know, to accomplish whatever goals you have. Even if it's looking kind of bleak right now, still try, you know, it's, it's not easy, but I think it's possible. But saying that the year is trash, I don't think that's a good mindset to have. I, I, I wouldn't go as far as saying that. <laughs> One of the things that you just mentioned, which I, I think is a really important point, is that all of us are experiencing 2020 differently. So while there are lots of similarities with, you know, being quarantined and what's happening in pretty much every country around the world when it comes to the virus and, you know, with the protests and, and everything that's going on, like a lot of us are going through similar things, but we're experiencing them differently. There are people who have lost someone this year. I personally haven't 
necessarily lost someone that was really close to me. So maybe I'm just, I'm not having as bad a time as someone else who has lost someone. So maybe it's just easier for me to find a silver lining or find a reason to remain grateful during this period. So, but I do agree that in everything, you know, there is, there's something that you can be grateful for. And in fact, your podcast episode on gratitude is one of my favorites your show the reaching while teaching podcast it is so amazing like i i just love your voice i just love how you are just so honest and so authentic with the topics that you cover and your episode on gratitude i felt like it was one that pretty much everyone could could relate to and everyone could take something from what does gratitude mean to you Mm -hmm. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for the shout out. <laughs> um, I would say it means focusing on everything that you have. So focusing on the good and not trying to focus on the bad or what you don't have or what you're missing out on. And if you if you do focus on the bad, you know, if you do like take a glance and look at the bad that has happened still, as I said earlier, try to find something positive in it. So that's really what gratitude means for me. It's not saying that nothing bad is ever going to happen to you. It's understanding, yeah, there's going to be some difficult times in life, but what can I be grateful for? What can I be thankful for? What do I have that, you know, I'm glad that I have? Yes, yes. I, I read a piece of work recently by a writer uh, by the name of Leslie Dwight. And I thought it was so impactful. And it it goes, what if 2020 isn't canceled? What if 2020 is the year we've been waiting for? A year so uncomfortable, so painful, so scary, so raw, that it finally forces us to grow. A year that screams so loud, finally awakening us from our ignorant slumber. A year we finally accept the need for change. Declare change, work for change, become the change. A year we band together instead of pushing each other further apart. 2020 isn't canceled, but rather the most important year of them all. This really touched me because I, I, I feel like there's a lot of truth in what she's saying, that this is a year where there's so much happening that it's forcing us to grow, forcing us to come out of our shells forcing us to express ourselves forcing us to speak out against injustice it's like this year has done so much for me personally like I've grown more in these last few months than in, in, in so many previous years that have come and gone and one of the things that I feel like comes out of this is you know something that the bible says that there is a time for everything under the sun Ecclesiastes 3 you know, which is one of my favorite Bible chapters where it talks about there is a time for everything under the sun. There's a time to be happy. There's a time to be sad. There's a time for war. There's a time for, there's a time for everything. What do you think that 2020 is the time for? That, that was a really good excerpt. Um, I, I've just, I've been hearing so many different stuff and I guess for me, I, I agree with some of those things. And I would just say it's really a year for birth, I think just birthing out new ideas, birthing out new projects, birthing out new relationships, um, just anything new. Like I think this is the year for just birth to take place. Whether you're you're writing a book, whether you want to start a, a podcast, whatever it is, you want to um, grow in your relationship with someone. I just feel like this is the year for just new things 
new experiences to be birthed. And of course, the birthing process is not easy. Um, <laughs> I'm speaking for someone that just recently gave birth a year ago. So it's kind of fresh in my mind. I still remember the pain and everything that I had to go through, especially doing a natural birth. Um, so it's not anything that's birthed out. It's not always going to be easy. And sometimes it's going to be uncomfortable. So I think this is the year, you know, where it's going to be uncomfortable. But as you said, just even the part where just speak, people are speaking out against injustices. A lot of people are um, just walking in boldness now, a boldness that they never knew they had, especially with me. Like cause sometimes even with certain things I would pose, I would kind of be hesitant, like, oh, I don't want to offend this person. And it's like sometimes like if I'm trying to follow after what Jesus did, he he spoke the truth. He he didn't he didn't focus on how is that person going to receive it? No, like if you're speaking truth and if you're coming, you know, with uh, a good good intentions, you really want to educate, you want to empower, you want to uplift whatever your purpose is. And it's coming out of love. Sometimes people are going to be uncomfortable, but this is the year where just birthing needs to happen and things just got to be birthed out inside of you that, you know, you've been holding on to for such a long time. Yes, yes. I think this is this is just a year to go for it. Even for me, I can definitely relate to what you're saying about that boldness that I now have. It, it just seems like with the times that we're living in that I no longer feel afraid to talk about the things that concern me, to talk about the things that, to, to talk about the things that I believe in. Because this year has kind of brought me so much more face-to-face with my own mortality, if you, if you want to put it that way, where just like that, a disease just came out of what seems to be nowhere and just started wiping out people. And I realized that I'm only here for this short period of time and I've got work to do. I was put here for a purpose and I, and I, and I need to get about fulfilling that purpose because no one knows when you're just going to be wiped out, mm-hmm. you know, and you need to fulfill the purpose that you've been put here to do. So it's definitely a time of birth. I agree. I agree with that uh, completely. Just want to bring it back a little bit to gratitude, though, because I, I feel like gratitude is so important, so important for your mindset, for you just being happy, regardless of what is going on with you, you having that internal joy. What are some of the personal benefits that you have experienced from being such a grateful person? Um, I, I kind of mentioned some of them, you know, in that episode, but something that really stands out is it, you know, like what you reap is what you sow. I feel like being grateful, having a positive outlook. I, I just feel like goodness and good things will come towards you. Um, and also it, it just helps me remain peaceful. Like it, it helps me not to be stressed out when I'm grateful and when I have gratitude and I'm just like thankful, like, okay, I'm glad I have this. I may not have a million dollars, but I'm glad I have some dollars. Some people don't have anything, you know? So I think it really helps me to stay level grounded and just have a positive outlook on life and just on everything. So we've touched on the fact that this is just a rough year. It, it is. How do we stay grateful in a year like 2020? I guess just your mindset, understanding that if you, if you're still here, you're still alive, you're, you've made it, you're making it through. Like you, you're not wiped out as you said earlier. And you know, there's still things for you to do. I feel like everyone that is created, everyone that's on this earth, you have a purpose that you have to fulfill. There is greatness in you. 
So I feel like keeping that, um, keeping that outlook and just understanding that, you know what, um, I'm here for a reason. Like, I think that's, that can help you keep going forward because the year is, is only what, what is it? What are we in? <laughs> June. June. June right now, you know, it's been a lot just since January with the many deaths, the virus, this, all this just blatant racism, everything. Like it's crazy, but understanding that if you're still here, like you're making it, like keep pushing, don't give up, like keep going, keep chugging, like don't stop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're still here for a reason and you just have to keep believing that you're going to make it through this. I think that's one of the things that has helped me with my mindset and, and staying grateful is just believing that I'm going to make it through. I'm going to make it through 2020 and I'm going to someday be looking back and it is going to be the year that was because nothing lasts forever. Everything must end. It's going to be a year that that's in the past. I'm going to be able to look back at it knowing that I made it and it challenged me and I survived it and I grew through it and I became a better person, a stronger person because of it. So yeah, I just want to encourage anyone out there that's feeling really down about this year. Maybe that job offer that you you were supposed to to get fell through maybe you don't have you know even enough money right now to to survive maybe all the plans that you had for this year seems like they're not going to happen but you're still here which means that you're still pushing through and you just have to keep believing that greater things are going to come you're going to overcome this year and you're going to be better because of it so you recently released your book, Reaching While Teaching, an, edu an Educator's Guide to Impacting and Transforming Lives. I've read it and I absolutely love it. Now, at first, I'm going to be honest, I thought, oh, this is just a book for teachers. But then I bought it and I wanted to see, OK, what does she have to say? And I was pleasantly surprised because even though a lot of your stories are, of course, from your experiences as a teacher, I found so many of them so relatable to just everyday life and you you share scripture you share your own personal experiences and it was just so uplifting and encouraging and it also challenged me to grow so what was your inspiration behind your book my inspiration really was just seeing the importance of just understanding how our actions how our words how they really can impact others and I think knowing that I was just like, okay, um, seeing that I was an educator, I was able to see firsthand, like, okay, the things that I do, even how I speak to my students and how I carry myself, how I act, like they're always watching and they soak everything up so easily. And, you know, even with interacting with other adults, like they may not be soaking it up easy as children, but you're still impacting people by the way you carry yourself, how you walk, how you talk, your actions, um, everything you do. Like, I feel like it has an impact. So I really wanted to write this book um, just to inspire people to be aware of that and to make sure they're making long lasting impacts, you know, with everyone they come across, their students, their colleagues, um, as I'm hearing from all the reviews, like everyone's like, well, I could use this with my kids. I could use this with coworkers. Like, so, you know, as what you said is true. Um, I have been getting that feedback. Like people thought it's just for educators, but it's amazing to see like how me being obedient and just doing, you know, what God told me to do, how it's been blessing and challenging and empowering so many people. Yes, yes, it's definitely an empowering book. If you could 
sum up the message of your book in one or two sentences, what would it be? It would be that this is a book to empower people, especially educators, just to make long lasting impacts in the lives that we encounter. Teachers especially, I think we are extremely influential. So it's crucial for us to be aware and cognizant of our actions and just to use the tips and the advice and everything mentioned in the book to extend grace, basically extend grace, extend love, not just to your students, not just to people, but also to yourself and just to walk in excellence in everything you do. You you share uh, several personal stories of experiences that you've had with students and how they were impacted by those experiences and how you were impacted. Could you share one story that really impacted you, your life, and how you choose to live your life as an educator? Um, well, one, I had a student, it was a gentleman, he he um he had a few learning disabilities, but he was a very, very respectful student. Um, and you know, we connected very well, and he he respected all his other teachers as well. And he just had a good time in my class. He didn't have the best grades, but I was able to work with him and help him. And um, I teach eighth graders, so I really only have them for a year. And then they go off to high school. So I just had him for a year. I was able to just help him out, you know, not to make him feel like, you know, something's wrong with him. Just, you know, teaching him and showing him love. And I think it was maybe a couple months after the school year was done, I seen him at my church. And I was like, that looks like my student. I was like, he looks kind of familiar. And then he came up to me and my husband. And then he was like, hey. Um, and I was like, oh, hey, how are you? And I introduced him to my husband. And then he just started opening up and sharing to us, um, sharing with us just some of the struggles he's been having with his faith. And now he wants to believe in this and just the hard things that he's been going through, just opening up and talking to us about it. And I was just, and I wrote, and I mentioned that in the book and we were able to help him. And he, you know, he told us like, okay, that, that helped me a lot. And I wrote about that in the book because that just showed me like, if I was a teacher that was not loving um, I was always picking on him or, you know, making him feel dumb in the class, you know, or just just not being um, mindful of how everything I'm saying and everything I'm doing is impacting him. If I didn't have that mindset, I feel like if he would have saw me at church, he probably just be like, hey, and just kept it moving. You know, it wouldn't have been that that conversation would not have happened. So I think that was a very inspirational and touching story for me because I was just like, that really just encouraged me and reminded me like, you know what, these kids, you got to, you got to be careful of the things you say, even when you're upset, like you got to take, I say that in, in the book a lot. Like sometimes I have to be pause to myself and be like, Lord, give me strength because sometimes they, they try you sometimes and they expect that you're not supposed to react. But um, I have to constantly stay in prayer and constantly just like, count to 10 sometimes and be mindful, you know, because I want to treat them as how I would want someone to treat my child, you know, when I leave them at school. Yes, yes. And the way that you deal with people, just generally, it matters. Like you may not know it in that moment, but just the way how you you help someone, the way that you speak to someone, the way you respond to someone, it can impact them so much and impact their lives so much. Like even as even as an adult, there are still teachers that I remember 
I remember their smiles. I remember their names. I remember the words of encouragement. Those are the teachers that I look back on and I'm like, wow, I'm so grateful that I had those. And then they're the ones that you you remember and you remember them in such a negative light because they they constantly put you down in front of other students or they did things to make you feel stupid or i think it's just it's just so amazing the perspective that you're coming from with you you know spreading the message that the way how you deal with your students the way how you deal with people it matters and it can impact people for the rest of their lives you never know who you're impacting so it's just always important to just come from the gentlest place possible and to be open to correction yourself and to correct someone in love and I feel like that's the message that I got from your book so again thank you so much it was such a great read I just want those who are listening to uh, this episode to go out and get your book so where do we find you and where do we find your book you can find me and all the information about my book on my website, www.shaninealacia.com. It's spelled S-H-A-N-I-N-E-A-L-E-S-S-I-A. And I'm on Instagram and Facebook as Shanine Alacia. And I also have an Instagram called Reaching While Teaching. So if that's easier for you to find, whichever one, um, I have the link in my bio as well. And you can find my books on Amazon. You can find it on Google Play, Google Play Books for the ebook, Kobo, Walmart.com. Um, yeah, it's it's out there. So please just check it out. And I know you guys are going to enjoy it. And I just can't wait to hear, you know, your reviews and what you think after reading it. Um, I'm excited. I was really inspired to write this book and I've just been getting amazing reviews. So I'm just grateful for that. And I'm grateful for you reading it girl and you enjoying it. Yes. Yes. I am just, again, so proud of you. So keep doing what you're doing. You are doing awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening today. If you loved this episode, please give me a shout out on your Instagram or Facebook stories or leave me a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Until next time, stay real.